Have you ever had a hard time speaking up for yourself? Maybe speaking up to a friend or a family member that has an opposite point of view and you just find you just can't get your voice heard. Well, today's guest, Dolores Andrew, is an empowerment and assertiveness coach. She supports people to regain their confidence and to find themselves again after getting lost in life and being pushed and pulled around by commitments and daily routines. If you've gotten lost in life and you've lost your own dreams, you feel like you're wearing a mask to please other people, this might be a good episode for you to listen to. Join us. Soul Nectar Show. The Soul Nectar Show. You're invited, delighted to discover who you are. Anything is possible if you believe. Join us on this beautiful journey. So let the show. So let the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Nectar Show. I'm your host, Carrie Hummingbird Sami. And this is the show where we sit around the campfire and we share stories of connection to that which is bigger than us, to the great spirit, the divine mystery. We go beyond the veil and share some stories of mystical moments or realizations or embodiment or things that really give this whole human experience another level of insight, realization, unfolding. And so I'm excited. I always love coming on these shows because I'm always uh, uplifted myself and something new happens, which is so exciting. And so today is no different than that because I have my, my friend Dolores Andrew on the show. Welcome, Dolores. Thank you. Delighted to be here. So Dolores is an author, podcaster, an empowerment and assertive coach. And I've been on her podcast, so I'll put a link to that in the show notes. I support people uh, to, this is, what, this is what Dolores says, I support people to regain their confidence. We can all get lost in life, being pushed and pulled by our commitments and daily routines. We lose track of our own dreams and end up wearing whatever mask we feel we need at any given time. Guys, maybe you've experienced this out there. This can be so habitual that we lose our identity. Our thoughts can be scattered and our actions out of alignment with who we truly are. But we can learn to remember who it is we are without the masks and limiting beliefs. We can change our story and stand in our personal power, taking back the driver's seat of our life in an authentic and joyful way. And, and this is the work that Dolores does. And among so many different things, but she's also a children's author and an emotional intelligence advocate at the Mythic Fairy. And she's an empowerment and assertive coach at uh, Celtic Soul Essence, because of course she's from Ireland. And uh, we're gonna talk about some cool stuff today, including red tent work. So Dolores, how'd you get started? Good morning. <laughs> how'd you get started doing this work? The, you know, wherever you want to pick up the trail of your own story, you know, tell us something about what made you so passionate to start doing this kind of work that you're doing. Yeah, sure. And, it, you know, it really did start for me um, after an almost 20 year legal career where I worked in law for nearly 20 years. And it, it whilst it wasn't self-chosen, um, a pattern for me that weaved through my life was an inability to speak up and ask for what I wanted. And, and, and also nearly a knowing that I could, which sounds a bit weird, but um, you know, I think I was a very 
uh, a good child too good, you know, in a, in a lot of ways. And that doesn't really do very sheltered. And that doesn't do you much favor when you go out into the big bad world, because, you know, it's like when you don't know you have a voice. And I skipped along through my youth uh, quite happily, uh, literally skipping, you know, and, and not realizing that that um, I had this challenge of not being able to speak up. And that actually really, as I say, panned out through my legal world. And then the recession of 2009, uh, I was pregnant with my second child. So I had no job. So, you know, it was the catalyst for change, thank goodness, because it was, I needed something as the universe does to stop me basically in my tracks. And nothing will do that more than a recession, obviously, where I, I had no job because I worked in conveyancing at the time and there was no building being done in Ireland because of the recession. So, you know, the kind of person I am, though, is someone that um, whilst I embraced motherhood, I needed something else. I needed an outlet. I just have this calling to be of service. Now, that might sound a bit, you know, I don't know how it sounds, but I'm an Aquarian uh, and I've, I've come to embrace that as well that I need to be doing something that's either, either of service to me and others or both. <laughs> you know, it's just a need, a want, an itch inside just to do more. So really I started all this stuff <laughs> that I do after this time. And it was also, I suppose, the first time since I was about 15 and I'm talking about I was over 40 when I had my second child, I'd always worked always worked and I'd always been involved in organizations like Junior Chamber International I was president of that local organization here in Galway uh, you know, before I got married and you know always busy doing stuff and being at home as a mother then and just a mother which I shouldn't say because it's a terrible thing to say but there was just in me a want as I say to do to do to do something alongside what I was doing and how it panned out then was that I could see my, my, my first child was five at the time. So he was going to school and I used to go early and watch the dynamics in the playground and it used to break my heart. Um, you, you'd see the pecking order in the playground, you know, the, the quiet ones and maybe in their own, you might see one or two children on their own. And then you'd have the, you know, the ones that are the bosses, their self-proclaimed bosses, of course, the cool kids. And not that the, the quiet kids actually sometimes are the most happiest ones because they're not trying to, to shine. They're not trying to prove anything to anyone. They're just being themselves authentically and they just don't realize that they just are who they are. But it, it was just interesting to watch. And then my, my first, my oldest lad had a little issue as well at school with bullying and that. And I started to be so interested in um, our emotional realm. And at that stage too, I suppose I didn't have a job again and I and didn't have a voice. Um, I'd been bullied about three years previously and had a miscarriage during that time. So, you know, there again, all these things, all these stories, we all have them and they come in different guises or lessons to help us to crack open what it is that we are to do here in this world, I do believe myself. So, yeah, I started uh, doing what I love doing most is writing, uh, journaling, whatever it wasn't. I didn't call it that fancy word at the time. I just needed an outlet and I started a blog. And it was called Holistic Mummy, which I threw out there. Nobody ever read <laughs> for the first year or two anyway. I put it out on Twitter, not knowing what I was doing. But you know what? It was a very healing and it was a very, it was a great start. And then I started doing all my, my then I started with Reiki and Shinamic studying and all these things that led me to where I am now. So it's a huge interest in our emotions is, is my biggest love. 
Oh, that's beautiful. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that who are listening to the podcast. You know, I know that my own journey definitely involved um, being the good child, you know, for the for the first part of my life and then not really knowing how to speak up for myself in uncomfortable situations where I could sense and feel that the energy was oppositional to what I was going to want to say. And then, you know, to lean into that discomfort and have the courage to say it anyway is a journey, you know, for any human being. But certainly um, it's a paradigm I think a lot of women experience. So um, so what are some things that you've realized about um, speaking your truth? You know, what are some things you realize about ways to make it easier for yourself to do that? Um, I had to really um, go deep in my own journey because there's no two ways about it. You know, the, it, it is internal work. Um, it, the work has to be done from the inside. And, you know, whilst we can say affirmations till we're blue in the face, unless we do the work that's internal, it can take a much longer time if we just use affirmations. Because at times, even when we do, and I've been on this journey myself, you know, we might say something, but we don't even believe it ourselves. And I know that there is this term, you know, fake it till you make it. But really the work is the internal work. And sometimes we block ourselves um, and I was blocking myself and I still do at times, I can, but at least I have the tools now to help me when I find I'm doing it. It's like, really, we hold ourselves back. I had, a, I had my own glass ceiling beyond which I was not allowing myself grow until I started to put a little bit of a hole and peek out and actually see, wow, there's a big, there's a big world out there that involves so much. Um, and I tentatively put a little toe out and started to do, you know, maybe a workshop locally, um, as opposed to going online now that I am. And I don't have a problem speaking online now. It's hard to stop me sometimes talking, which it's like, it's all, it was a journey. And definitely, I, I think chakras as well. I mean, I do a huge, I work extensively with chakras and I was on a clubhouse. I have a, a weekly clubhouse and like, I just think they're a great way, uh, a template, so that even myself, when I do go back into an old story or I get triggered by another layer, you know, we think we have our healing done and then some other crisis comes up, but then we realize, you know, I, have, I, can, I can use this as a template to know where, where again I'm falling down, whether it's um, a case I'm not trusting myself to do something, whether it's the, if I get uh, butterflies in my stomach, it's like, well, there, that's an easy one. It's my third chakra, my stomach. I'm blocking my, my belief system in some way. My confidence has been stopped. And then looking at the excuses that I'm giving and turning them over to see what limiting beliefs they're exposing. So I suppose when you have the tools, it doesn't mean life is always easier, but at least you have ways to understand the flow of life because I very much believe life is about flowing. You know, I, 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 I wonder, because I've been to Ireland, and um, I love it there. It's so beautiful. And especially like the West Coast there. It's so gorgeous. And people are so friendly and nice. And I wonder how much mm. of the pattern of not speaking up or leaning into difficult situations has to do with the the theme of being Irish. Like it just seems like maybe I'm overgeneralizing, but it feels like there's like a culture of being nice. Like there's like a culture of of being pleasant, you know, or at least trying to be pleasant. I mean that that can hold a person back, you know, from speaking what's actually true if you don't know how to say it. What do you feel about what I just said? 
That's very interesting, actually. I, 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 I raised my eyes to heaven there <laughs> for those that can't see it on the audio. Yeah, you know, that's very interesting. Wow, that's a very interesting uh, concept. Um, I think definitely that we, you know, and I don't think it's as much now um, and, you know, but I think definitely the culture affects us, um, our inherited beliefs and a lot of our beliefs and our values more so than beliefs. Our values can be very cultural like that, you know, be the good girl. I definitely had a mother who, who didn't want me, me or my siblings to do anything in case the neighbours would say anything, you know, and I mean, at the end of the day, now, I don't care what the neighbours say anymore, you know, you, we wouldn't want to because when we live that way, we're giving our power to the neighbour right. <laughs> who, who has their own crap going on. <laughs> and why would I want to judge myself by somebody else anyway? Um, so, yes, I think culturally, we could have been a definitely a, na uh, um, a, a collective like that, but I think nowadays the children, I mean, even my own kids, um, 12 and 17, they're so different now. Uh, they're not they're not being brought into a culture. You know, we've gone through the different ages where I think my age, I'm over 50 now, I'm 54 in February this year, um, that, you know, our children are born into a different time. You know, they're born with, with so much more access to information, which is a good thing in a lot of ways. If only maybe I could have listened to a podcast uh, when I was <laughs> naive, 18 year old, maybe I would have, my eyes would have been opened in a totally different way and I would have woken up a lot faster. <laughs> so I do think you're right though, that, that you know, our culture can be like that. Uh, I think for, uh, where I am in the West Coast, there is that, everyone says that there's the friendliness there. I think that's, you know, I embrace that part of my culture. I, I have now realized it's okay. I can still be a nice person and step into my power as long as I do it assertively. And I think that's the big thing. What does assertively mean to you? You know, it's like, and my biggest thing when I, like when I was bullied, let's say, was I just couldn't open my mouth um, to speak. And even when I did speak to tell the boss, it's like as if he didn't hear me, but I wouldn't let that happen now. I would say, uh, I would bring my case in a very uh, loving way, I guess. Or when I say loving, I mean, in a very direct, but nice way. Assertiveness is about saying yes when yes is what's good for us. It's about saying no when yes is the better, when no is the better choice. I nearly got it wrong myself there. It's the ability to just speak your mind in a nice way. Uh, the way we deal with our power, we're either assertive, we're passive aggressive, or we're aggressive. And if we're passive aggressive, we're just like, yeah, okay. And then we're cursing ourselves for, you know, why did I do that again? Why does everybody walk all over me? Well, you know what? I had to realize myself, if you don't want to be walked over, get up off the ground. You know, you've got to get up and you've got to stand up in your warrior pose. You've got to stand up for what you believe in your, and, you know, stand up for your values. But first, you've got to find what those values are. And that's, I think, the, the journey to assertiveness is knowing your value system, knowing your why you're doing what you're doing and just sticking to your story in a nice way. And sometimes, as the penguins of Madagascar say, just smile and wave because you can just be nice to people, but you don't have to, you know, you don't have to take in what they're saying or take on what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to take it personally, which is some of my training from yes, that's right. <laughs> the four agreements. So um, so tell us a little bit about the, the red tent work that you do. How does that factor into all of the um, empowerment work that you do? Yeah, my red tent work, I love it so much. So, you know, I have um, 
a strong um, passion, I suppose. Passion is my word for 2021. You know, a passion to follow my path more. So one thing that has opened up to me is, is dipping into the energies that we have around us. And that is as, as above, so below. And I've really got very interested in astrology from the point of view of um, the cycles of the moon and understanding that as women we're cyclical beings and giving ourselves a break where at certain times of the month we're more in inwardly focused whilst full moon we're more outwardly focused and because everything is being illuminated but at new moon or dark moon it's when women are usually cycling not always but it's that time when um it's we're, we're, whether we are or not we are internally focused we can be moodier at the time of the month you know we're introspective we can't help it uh we've we've a lot of our resources are are being depleted from us at this time of the month and it's it's tuning in and it's listening to our innate body wisdom that we are not trained to do um we're not trained to do that and I think if I had no, and it's that lack too of, so let's go back to the cultural thing. Like I didn't grow up where I had um, a circle of women around me to ask questions, like for me to, to even understand what value was. I mean, I didn't even know I had a value system, you know, it was never spoken about at school or anything, you know, uh, it just wasn't. I mean, maybe some people had cool parents that discussed all these things, but I don't think it was back those days, back in the ancient times. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. But like it's just it's this um, and then it's the lack of initiation, like in the old days where the, you know, women were initiated at, at, at certain times and boys as well into I'm not leaving men out either. But like, let's say a woman who like a young girl these days, like it's Instagram, like what are they where they're getting their values from? And I'm not talking everybody now because that wouldn't be fair on the, on the you know, on, on everyone that isn't. But like a lot of young girls get their they're uh, what they look outside see well what would get me what I want you know or maybe if I wear this top and and pout my lips and you know that's going to get me the attention and that's going to validate me in some way but when we're you know if we grew up with a circle around us where conversations were had like about valuing ourselves we would just know that we don't get our value from the outside we get our value from inside and we'd have conversations like I Circles are wonderful because, you know, if someone says something, someone might be vulnerable enough to put up their hand and say something, you can be sure that there are four other women in there at least that go, oh my gosh, I feel that too. And it's not maybe they were too embarrassed to put their hand up or maybe they just didn't even know, but it's when you collectively gather and the energy is all about, it's about sharing and it's not about judging each other and it's about learning and especially circles that have mothers and daughters which is something I am really really passionate about doing because you are allowing a daughter to be there but not just to listen to her mother to listen to other women because we all know <laughs> that children love us dearly but they often will you know listen to somebody else over us <laughs> or maybe that's just my children <laughs> yeah did it did, I'm curious did the daughters get a chance to speak at, at these events as well yeah, you know, I'm opening it up more to definitely and, you know, unfortunately with the pandemic and that things have got a bit askew, but yes, the way you talk in a, in a, in a, in a proper red tent circle is, <clears throat> which is wonderful, is you're given a chance to hold up a stick or whatever it is, you know, it's your time to talk. Nobody's going to interrupt you. And how wonderful is that? Because 
a lot of us have the wound of not being seen and not being heard and not being given the chance that and even not even thinking we can so they do have the opportunity and they're asked would you like to speak or would you like to contribute and I think even the fact of inviting them in is opening up that you know what your voice is um is accepted here you're you, you can you you are more than welcome to contribute and I think that's lovely uh, it's a great warm a great warmth and a great knowing that their their voice can be heard and I think definitely um, I'm, not my, I'm not I'm not on my own as in women who have gone through the journey of trying to find their voice uh, I think and throw chakra for women can be one that um, and like I would discuss chakras at, at red tent circles as well like what what is a chakra you know if you have sore throats a lot or if you if you can't speak up it's your throat chakra and explaining that oh if you look at this and you can go back and see the story and just giving everyone a chance so yes a long-winded answer again absolutely a daughter is given the chance to speak yeah that's beautiful and um in these circles is there like a return to ritual is there like ceremony and ritual absolutely um as a shenanic practitioner i am very big into ritual um so the way I like to do them really is, and I also like to introduce the cyclical, um, the cycle we're in, should I say, of the moon. So let's say we're in Leo. If the moon is, um, if the new moon is in Leo, it's going to have a different type of energy than if the, 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 the new moon is in Scorpio, let's say. It'll have a different, different theme. If it's in Aries, it's kind of like new beginnings. So because whether we realize it or not, that's the energy that's there for us. So I dip into that definitely in the beginning because I just want kind of people to to realize that, you know, and there again, it's this push pull. If we're if we're if it's not a time because new moon isn't always the time to start to start something new. It's the time to plant the seeds that will cultivate and shine at full moon. So it's it's sowing the seeds, let's say, for something new for Aries and another sign that might be more looking at something else. It might be a, a more a masculine kind of um, orientated. Come on, we need action. So it's like, okay, let's look at where I need to take action to get this project a little bit further on or whatever. So I definitely start with that, with, with, with the astrology of, the, of what it is, but always doing, um, my fingers are tingling talking about it, always looking at, the, at, at, at what questions we have, what themes, and then dropping deep into ceremony and you know, doing a, a, a drum journey for people to answer a question that comes up for them and then uh, a deep kind of a stillness to kind of reflect on what comes up. That's beautiful. I love drum journey. I think drum journey is such a powerful tool. You know, the uh, the ancient and the indigenous people really understand how to get us out of our thinking brains. And that drum really does it. So powerful to have your own drum too. For everybody out there, you want to have a drum. It's a good thing. Yeah, I totally agree. It's just the rhythm, isn't it? And it's all about that rhythmic and this, you know, the, the kind of the trance state where we can stop. I mean, the young people sometimes dance to get into this trance state, which is brilliant because it's a vibration, isn't it? The drum beat is a vibration. Everything is a vibration. So, yeah. Oh, so great. So your circle, so the red tent is kind of like also encouraging movement and expression. Yes, and I have done, um, when I was doing them in person, I used to do a chakra week. So um, I was doing this um, technique called aroma dance. It, it started in, in California, actually, with the lovely Tamara. And aroma dance is about tuning into your chakras and using essential oils 
um, to help because there again, you know, why would we use an essential oil? It's a vibration. So it's this tuning in um, of either maybe the first, we might concentrate on the root chakra one week. So we'd have the woody oils and we'd be, you know, just um, imagining ourselves standing like trees swaying to the music and the oils and just like, it's just, it's, it's embodying the first chakra. And what is it to embody is just to be it and to live it and to release anything that's not then, you know, got to do with the first chakra, which is things like belonging. And we could just release you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Yes. It's all about movement and flow. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. sounds awesome. So, um, how did you, now, how did you learn about the red tent work? Um, I trained with a lady online. She's known as the moon woman. She's Australian. Her name is Tanishka. So I got drawn to it. It's like, how did I start? Like, how did I end up doing my shenanic work? I just think when you're on this journey, um you just find what you need and i remember being in um being i think i was in uh, prague or or somewhere anyway in eastern europe on a holiday when i saw her course came up and it was too expensive for me at the time but i found a way to do the monthly payments because i just went i just something in me went i have to do that you know and i and i found a way so i didn't go looking for it it found me i reckon we found each other <laughs> So talk a little bit about, because I know that um, in our private conversations, you've shared that um, as you've stepped into your path, you've gotten some resistance from people in your circle or people in the community. They're like, what are you doing with this shamanic practitioner stuff and this red tent thing? And because it, it's new, right? It's, it's a, maybe a new idea for a lot of people. So how do you, how do you um, handle, how, what's your journey been like dealing with that? Uh, my journey was that I hid and I'm really only coming out, I mean, I'm coming out of the closet, so to speak, about it, because when I was even doing my circles, um, I wasn't, do, I was doing them about an hour and a half away from where I live. Now, it was a beautiful space as well. My friend is a fire pit. I mean, it's just ideal. They were just ah phenomenal. I always wanted to take her house and bring it home. But just, yeah, there again, I wasn't allowing myself to be seen for what I was doing because, you know, I do believe that... Um, it was partly my journey as well to not really care, I suppose, to step into it either or. Um, but I, I, I have, yeah, I have hit resistance. You see that my, my throat chakra is even uh, stopping me talking now. <laughs> yeah, this is what a lot of people go through on this spiritual awakening path. You know, it's like you start finding the thing that really works for you. You start finding, you know, wow, this is amazing. And you get some personal growth with it. And then maybe the people closest to you or the people in your community are, you know, they look at you sideways, like <laughs> something's happening to Dolores. <laughs> like, we don't know what it is, but she's not the same and she's changing. And, you know, so that, that kind of upsets the cart, doesn't it? Oh gosh, absolutely. But it's about then standing in your power, you know, and I think um, how much, how, like I did run a community on Twitter for five years and I, I think I kind of hid behind it. Now it was it was very popular. I had a hashtag hour every Sunday evening, and it only stopped during lockdown in 2020, March 20, maybe April, May 2020. But I was doing that, and that's what I was known for publicly. And then Celtic Soul Essence was something I kind of did privately. So now I've closed down the other one and I've rebranded in my own name, and I am out there now. And actually, I am out there and I'm embracing it. I'm finding my voice. Um, and I'm sharing on the new app Clubhouse. It's probably not that new, but 
it's like I find each time I talk, which I'm doing a lot of, I'm feeling like a fraud sometimes going in. And by the end, I just worked through it. And I think that's the thing. It's the journey through the discomfort because the journey through the discomfort brings you the, it brings you the pot of gold at the end of the, of the rainbow. Yeah. So now how do you, I know that you're, uh, you were saying before you got on the show about your, your children. Um, I'm like, oh, what do you, you know, what's all that about with the, the mystical fairy and all of this, but, but they start to understand, I think, like we start to plant the seeds, talk a little bit about, you know, as a mom with your, with your children, how it, how they're, what's, what do you think their experiences of your coming out? Yeah, you know, it, that's a good question too, because I suppose I've always, um, I've been doing this now for a long time. I have two self-published children's books, The Mythic Fairy, they're, they're fairy tales. Um, so I know I probably have had The Mythic Fairy, <laughs> you know, kind of a silly name, whatever, but they've been on the journey with me. Um, they have seen me and they've seen the work I do. I would have been talking about the emotional intelligence stuff to them always, you know, as I learned myself, I, as I was getting more assertive because parent parenting has really cracked open another level for me of having to stand up and embracing my own inner masculine, which was like kind of collapsed. Um, I had to build my spine there in order to raise two boys. So yes, I've had to put into practice everything I've learned and they have heard me, you know, I've come up with my, this is non-negotiable. And yes, of course, I get it wrong probably every day as I was trying to get ready for this and trying to clear the room and, you know, but it's about being assertive and saying, this is my space, you know, um, you need to respect what I do, whether you like it or not. And I have become assertive, but I think my, uh, my youngest son, anyway, he, he, he's, he loves the stuff I do. <laughs> yeah. So that's so fascinating. I know that, um, on my own journey to healing the mother wound, um, I definitely realized that it, the dynamics at play in my family when I was unconscious were taking a toll on me. And, but everybody else had kind of an easier time a little bit because I was taking on so much more of the dynamic, like the heavier, denser aspects of it. And then as I started to reshift the balance, then people would start to get a little bit, you know, like, hey, you're not doing the same, you're not doing all that pleasing behavior you used to do. You're not bending over backwards for me anymore. You're not, you know, rushing to my aid. You're, what's going on, you know? And at the same time, I feel like doing that before was actually a disservice to my children, learning how to stand up for themselves. And now my eldest child is really facing, you know, he's 21, he's facing getting out into the world and he's having a little hard time getting started because I, because I, took on way too much early in his life. I didn't give him more space. So I think it's so important for women to step in to their power and to realize these dynamics and to not feel guilty about it. Like it's actually beneficial for the children to have to, you know, to fend for themselves a little bit and, and do the, do it themselves without being rescued all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, um, and that's one thing about the red tent is that um, especially the mothers and daughters, you're empowering your child and you're not wrapping them up in cotton wool. You're not trying to lock them away to keep them safe. You're actually keeping them safe by, by allowing them into a circle. And most definitely, I mean, there is this thing though of being the good mother and wanting to, um, and wanting to do everything for them. But, but then again, I think we spoke about too, you know, 
we all come in to learn a lesson and we, you know, possibly we picked mom because she was going to be this way. <laughs> and then we learned as well in our journey that, you know, your son is probably, you know, now that he's finding his journey going to turn out to be have the, a wonderful experience because you've given him so much. I mean, that's in comparison to somebody that may have to wait until their later years to, to, to get the pampering that he got. So I know we have to, we can't be too hard on ourselves either because we only do things from the goodness of our heart and you know what, they'll get there. Yeah, we can only, my, my dad used to always say, you do the best you can with the tools you have at the time and, and that's what you do and that's what you had. And, you know, as a mom going through a spiritual awakening, it's, it's a pretty tough thing to be a mom and be awakening at the same time. You feel me, sister? <laughs> oh, I sure do. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard enough. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, talk about dark night of the soul and then like trying to hold down the fort at home and make sure that, you know, you're not scaring the kids. <laughs> you're dark night of the soul. And you know, it's like, everything's going to stand in equilibrium somehow through your, your awakening process. Like that's just kind of a miracle in itself. I think there's a book there, Kerry. The, <laughs> Spiritual the awakening as you're yes. rearing children. <laughs> Yeah, manual, a manual for the for this time as well as the manual that has to be written for the mothers that have a new child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So let's see what would you what would you tell a uh, a young woman now? What would what would be the message that you would tell a girl who's about to turn into her first moon? Oh, you know, I just think um, I just think the word value to me is just however way I could try to help her to value herself for who she is. Um, and I know that it can be difficult, but whether it's just the, the like the dropping, which I do a lot, keep my voice down, you know, dropping little hints um, that you you hope that they learn from. But also, I suppose that it's going back to that. Do I value myself as a mother? Because monkey see, monkey do. You know, I think kids definitely will copy us. I mean, sometimes I hear my my kids and they say things and I go, oh, that's definitely me. And it's awful, you know, even the tone. But I know it's it's something that I have said in the past and in the same tone, probably. But when you hear it going back to you. So I think like like for the fact that I value myself in my work now, that I have started to become assertive, that I'm valuing myself. I think that will automatically teach a child to value themselves. And I talk about it. I'm big into discussions, whether they're all like, oh, here she goes again. I don't care. I still do the talking. And I all and I always will. <laughs> yeah, standing standing in your power and and also being a safe space for them to express themselves, right? Because as you're demonstrating speaking your truth, then that also extends to our kids, right? There's no more like because I said so. You know, like that that paradigm is kind of like questionable now, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah, it slips out the odd time, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know, every so often you do get to the end of the rope and you're like, just because. Oh yes <laughs> just because let's just move on but just because you know you don't want to be homeschooled do you know what i don't want to be homeschooling either um yeah <laughs> some days are hard <laughs> and sometimes we have to do it anyway that's right there's so much pressure on on moms right now homeschooling what are some things you'd recommend for them i have to say I wasn't structured, but it started first last March, in March, 2020. I wasn't, none of us were ready for it. We, you know, schools got closed and you're like, okay. And the schools weren't ready for it. Um, there was no kind of, well, we didn't get an awful lot of support in a lot of ways because there wasn't the structure there. But now this time 
I have become more structured and I, I just say, and I respect my time more. Um, and I've had to be, put my witch's hat on sometimes and say, you know, I'm using this room now because there's somebody in a room now with a computer all the time because we all need a room each nearly because we're all on laptops learning or whatever. So it's different, but you need to stand firm in your, in your um, need for the day. Like, like this morning when I woke up, I had a lot of crazy dreams last night with the energies at the moment and I was felt wrecked. So I made a, an intention for what I wanted for the day. I had a few things on uh, and I needed to make an intention that I needed space uh, and to be very strict around that. So I think it is there again, you know, not to be, oh, it's okay. And not to be, oh God, I know. And, and listening to everybody's, it's like, I will listen to you when I finish the call. You know, I just need to, to prep myself. I need to get a bit of headspace. I need to light a candle. Uh, that's what I, If that's what I needed today, I had to communicate it and make sure that I, I communicated in a, in a nice way and to, to claim my space because claiming our space is something we do in a circle too. We need to claim our space in the world or we get overlooked. Ah, so beautiful. Thank you for that. What a beautiful gem. I think we'll end it there. So what, uh, how do people get started with you to find out more about what you're doing? On my website, www.dolorisandrew.com. I've even put my mythic fairy there. So my children's empowerment program, everything is in the one stop now. Um, all the ways my podcast links are there and everything. And it's just, it's, that's me now rebranded and ready to go. <laughs> And out there in the world, that's beautiful. It's so many gorgeous insights into the process of coming out in your purpose and as a woman and as a mother. And so thank you so much for your generous sharing. And I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Delighted, delighted to have met you. And it's great because I think we share a lot of uh, similar passions and values coming from the same value systems for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Probably some ancestors way back there too, way, but way, way, way back. <laughs> so... Yep. I was telling Dolores by the time I went to Ireland and I walked into the pub and nobody looked at me twice until I opened my mouth and they were like, who are you? <laughs> Where are you from? And I lied and I said I was from Canada because I didn't want them to know I was that I was from the U.S. I was horrified when you told me that. <laughs> yeah. It's just, a, it's an embarrassment anyway, sometimes because no. a, a lot of Americans get a little entitled and they, you know, when I'm abroad and I see, I see how, you know, Europeans act and I try to blend in, I try to, you know, be sensitive to the culture around me. And, and then I notice Americans are just so brash and they're just completely unaware that they just stepped all over some decorum that's happening in this society. They just like, trashed it you know without even being aware and so I like to be a little more sensitive and a little more cognizant of, of what's going on around me not to say that I'm going to diminish myself but I'm going to be respectful of what's going on around me and so Canadians I notice are a little more aware of that I just think that's so funny we, just, we have a very about. entitled culture so <laughs> anyway so you're always just, welcome everybody from america is welcome to ireland and on, definitely to galway anyway because we're so we're out of ireland in general but we are very um very welcoming in the west coast of ireland <laughs> yes well ireland is beautiful so beautiful and so lovely and people are very friendly as you can tell 
So definitely take a visit to Ireland, go see Dolores. So um, if you guys like this broadcast, I'm going to ask you again to leave us a five-star review on iTunes or YouTube or wherever you found it, because that helps us to go up in the ranks and people, more people will find the show and you could share it out too. And that would help more people find the show too, if you found some value here. So we appreciate you doing that. It helps us uh, circulate this wisdom even more. And then those dots connect to Dolores's dots, connect to other dots. And so we're just creating this big web of consciousness out there on the planet for finding these high vibe conversations and finding a nice spot, a safe community to express your truth and stand in your power and claim your space. So thanks a lot for being on the show. We're going to give everybody kisses now. Here they come. Thank you so much for having me. Love you, everybody. We'll see you next week on Soul Nectar Show. Bye for now. To dive in deeper to nourishing conversation, visit soulnectar.show. Soul Nectar Show. Awaken all the seeds. Take a sip from the drip of nectar. From the source of who you are.